You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, and I want to thank you for joining me in this moment here on planet earth for a segment of soul silence and sound today we're going to be diving into a talk before our meditation about resurrection reincarnation and eternal life and this happens to be being recorded on a holy holiday for many faiths and As I've mentioned or alluded to in the past, I welcome all faiths. I welcome everyone that has a practice, whether it's theologically based, spiritually based, nature based, to honor that faith with the only stipulation that it causes no harm, no harm to anyone or any being. And with this sentiment of uh, rebirth, which we touched on in renewal in a previous talk, uh, this, uh, this concept of resurrection and reincarnation is one that is celebrated in the Christian faith on this day of Easter, which is being observed. It rotates around. And then the reincarnation I call it the reincarnation model when I'm counseling Christian clients and uh, share with them that we all continue on and so how I explain it because I have Buddhist practices and indigenous practices that and I was raised Christian I should note is that in the Christian model uh, and practices, it's a one life model, one life, one shot, you'll hear a lot. And then in uh, Eastern model, whether it's Hindu, there's many, uh, Buddhism, yoga, all these, there's the reincarnation model, the infinite model. And I'll share that, you know, one, uh, it's good to know where you're at and to really be present with what has called your attention. So wherever you were born, whatever family you were put into, whatever journey you've been on, you've been led by faith in some way unbeknownst to you. And whatever's calling your attention, give it your respect, your focus, and dive deep with it. I promise you'll be led. And for me personally, I have been blessed in this life because I have seen what people would call miracles in all directions. And I've discovered some absolute truths in that process. And so what I'll share with a lot of my uh, Christian or clients and friends is that I may be slow. You may have it right, you know, that the reincarnation model versus the one life model um, and we all will realize the truth of our practices when we exit this body. And because of my knowing, 
especially in gifts that I've accumulated based on my practices before here, I feel very comfortable in my practices. And it doesn't deter from anyone else's faith. Uh, it doesn't deter from my relationship, actually, with Jesus. It actually enriches it. And so, ultimately, all faiths welcome each and every one of us to be kind, compassionate, to be of service. And this is true of all faiths, because that's what happens. When you start to put yourself before, I mean, put others before yourself, there's something magical that occurs. And it's, it's what I've written, actually written about is that uh, when we go to that place, you will heal, you will heal. And that's why people talk about when they accept uh, Jesus as their Lord Savior, they heal because they get out of the way of themselves. No different than when someone really gives it up to any other practices. If you go dive deep into yoga, you start to heal. If you dive deep into any other teaching, whether it's Muslim, Buddhism, I, all of them, and there are Judaism, you will start to heal because there's this element that welcomes you to be kind, to be compassionate, to serve something greater than you. And so when we look at this uh, account of one individual's life that has touched so many people's lives, we have uh, an aspect of a miracle, a perceptual miracle. Because the, the miracle, a, a miracle really isn't a miracle from my lens unless you experience it firsthand. So in a Buddhist tradition, there's a lot of uh, miracles that occur that really can't be articulated because they're beyond words. And so if we look at the resurrection of Christ, that's something that actually is beyond words. And then if we go into the details of that resurrection, I would explain it in a little bit different way. Meaning that Christ went on, that imprint of Christ moved on whether it continued in this world system or another or many others, that energy continued on. And there was also something very selfless that happened at that moment because certain beings were on the set with Christ, literally on the set with Christ, but they were erased. Now imagine you are one of Christ's most faithful companions and you are erased now uh, one can be potentially upset by that yet it's a deeper spiritual teaching 
Because in all spiritual teachings, there's an aspect of humility that arrives. And when one wants to be above others and be shown that they are an equal to their partner, then potentially there is something else to realize. And so for those that chose to erase his companion, they actually created the most magical gift for that being. And that was for this moment to be realized. This moment, this juxtaposition where we're awakening, all of humanity is awakening to their spiritual essence, their wisdom, their highest intelligence, and they're realizing it's not external. It's internal. And as I've mentioned, the divine is everywhere. The divine is there for you to experience. And that metaphorical energy of darkness is there for you to experience. And you get to decide where you want to place your attention. And when you say no more, you start to refine. An alchemical process starts to arrive. And it's, it's not necessarily instantaneous. Growing up in a church, which I have nothing but great experiences there. I'm so thankful. You know, and even my father will say he's thankful. My mom went to boarding school in a convent. My dad was dropped off at Catholic church every Sunday. And they all came out. Uh, very loyal to their faith and raised us that way. Yet, I had a different destiny in my spiritual journey and the same with my brother. Uh, and that's been beautiful, so beautiful. And then when I bring it back around, because recently uh, I've been called to really... Uh, sit with Christ, like quite literally, not figuratively, literally. And what I can share, I don't usually open up about all these things, but I, I feel like today's a beautiful day to do that and then lead into uh, something that might help you on your journey. And as I've been sitting in that energy, there's been a deep level of acceptance of why his partner was erased. And that why is so that she could deepen her practices, could no longer be held hostage to uh, being overshadowed by something that was equally theirs an experience that they cultivated and created together. And so you can imagine, whether you agree with me or not, but two individuals that were working to come and help the human species here on planet Earth. And based on that moment on planet Earth, it wasn't acceptable for the feminine to be there. 
And this patriarch occurs all over in theology. The patriarch uh, basically puts the feminine to the side and wants the masculine to be there as the focal point. And this can be jarring, traumatizing, all these things. It can be cultivate anger, resentment. But truly, it was a gift because there's a choice. There was a choice and there still is a choice to see what was and see what can be or to stay locked and fixed on something that served in certain ways and is ready to transform. So that she that got put on the side and erased, her name was Mary Magdalene. Not the Mother Mary, but Mary Magdalene. Together, she and Christ had an alchemical relationship that created those miracles that people account for in the scriptures. There was also a lot of manipulations in those scriptures because it wasn't appropriate at that time for a female being to have a role. In addition, the concept of a holy child in a faith like Buddhism is not just male. It is male and female. And if we look at the female vessel, the Holy Grail, the womb, that is the vessel which creates all within the human species, within the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom. There's this alchemical relationship to the masculine and the feminine. There is a charge that is exchanged between the body of the masculine and the body of the feminine. And that is how life continues. And the same charge occurs in the universe. There is what is known as star water everywhere. And then there's electricity everywhere. And that dance between the two creates life. From stardust to mountains to rivers to oceans. And the orchestration of all of that is unfathomable. And the more I sit with it, the more I contemplate it, I can't give it up to one thing. But I can give it up to each and every being that is part of this magnificent symphony of life. 
And so when we look at that moment, that alchemical moment of Christ rising up from the grave, in some Egyptian text, they will note that that body and the Egyptians that came here from another world system were fascinated by the granular nature of planet Earth because this is a agricultural planet. And so they wanted to understand how to keep reincarnating in the same body. Yet, Christ realized something in his death. And I would say that that moment for he and Mary was very uh, profound. Because they were in a very sacred, sacred exchange. An exchange that allowed them to create for the benefit of all. No one was overpowering one or the other. In fact, that magic was so powerful that she was taken back by that moment and had to let go. And so in Egyptian accounts, they will call what Mary saw the, the Ka. In, um, from a psycho-spiritual level, that would be the astral body. And that body continues to stay intact as long as is needed. And sometimes that astral body can stay there for many, many eons because people are calling upon it, especially in this case when it, it's a, an energy that has impacted so many. And so in that resurrection, after death, that astral body has potency and vibration. And because of their alchemical nature and their relationship, she could see it. She could bear witness to it. She could see that there was something beyond death. And she also could see that she needed to let him move on. And so in that moment, life continued. Now my sense lately sitting with the big JC from across the universe uh, is that we're going through a period of reconciliation and his presence is here for each and every one of us to sit with if you choose or if he sits with you. I do encourage people um, to not talk with the energy. Sit with it. Talking gets complicated because your mind gets in the way. And your ideas and perceptions and attachments get in the way. 
That's why I don't encourage channeling. I really encourage people to sit and be. Because we're energy frequencies that exchange energy back and forth. And so much is transferred through that energy exchange that there are no words necessary. And so if we go to this model of one life versus many, the universe is infinite. And so there are many, many world systems and all of these things are coming forward. And so in this moment, I would say that Mary Magdalene and Jesus, the former aspects of themselves, are in a reconciliation process. The greatest love affair coming to that tipping point to reconcile what occurred, what was, to let it be born in a new way. And if we go into the aspect of the infinite model, one begins to understand that that ka, that astral body is present. It's visible for all beings after they pass. And within that moment, that's an opportunity for those that are still in physical form to receive from the ones they've loved, to have an additional moment. And that's why you might have had the experience of seeing a loved one uh, in a dream. You might have felt their embrace because that's their eternal being visiting you. And even when they reincarnate, they can come back because we truly are living many responsibilities simultaneously because we have this universal law called karma, the cause and effect, the actions we took, and then the effects of them create a responsibility that at times we have to do this dance back and forth. And so within the eternal life and the reincarnation model, which is scientific, it's trackable because we're electromagnetic beings. So the resonance is there. And in my dreaming practices, I will be able to detect someone's energy no matter what the holograph is in front of them. It's always important to feel into the energy so you know that which you're connected with because there are tricksters out there. And so in the eternal life, that might mean that one reincarnates in this agricultural planet or has to return to where they came from or they make an opportunity because of the karma to return here to reconcile what occurred. And remember, you know, when we look at the set and setting, in every set and setting, one is constantly adapting, typically, based on what society is 
co-creating or is already created for that moment. And in those moments, we are co-creating the future. And so, no matter how you want to address your eternal life, whether you are one and done, or you get to experience eternal life with full awareness and gather and cultivate your mastery again and again, not for your entertainment, not for your luxury, but to serve, to serve all beings everywhere. We know in this moment there's so much division. There's so much push and pull that in this moment we're welcoming an opportunity to come in union with ourself, with the divine energies of the masculine and the feminine that exist in each and every one of you. That doesn't change your biological makeup. Those two energy fields create balance for you and balance with the earth's energy. And then we're being welcomed to be in harmony with the entire ecosystem of this planet. And humanity is part of that ecosystem. And so within that dance, there is free will to express and be and explore consciousness and all things in a way that can be for your benefit and all. And if you choose to limit yourself, that's your choice. If you choose to be tied to anything in a way that it becomes an anchor and inhibits your ability to live freely, I encourage you to sit with that. Because limitations will just create a standstill for you. It might feel comfortable, but we are in a moment that is leading us to a beautiful, beautiful sunrise. And that sunrise is for humanity. It's for humanity and this beautiful agricultural planet. And each and every one of you is finding your way there. And it might be through nature. It might be through science. It might be through your faith. It might be through all of those things. And it's yours to explore. And as I've been sitting with JC... I've just been in this place of understanding what was offered in the moment between he and Mary 
and all beings. And it's a very similar exchange that happens in the East. And that is love. The energy of love being offered and extended to all beings without judgment, with a deeper understanding and compassion and a welcoming home. And if you so do choose, as we go into this meditation, I encourage you to welcome yourself home. I encourage you to sit with that which calls you spiritually, theologically, whatever that might be, and allow it to blossom within you. And especially if you're on a path and something comes back to you and wants you to meet it again. For me, it's been Jesus. It doesn't change my Buddhist practices. It doesn't change my indigenous practices. It only reaffirms my path. Yet that energy can be here too. Because all things coexist. They always will. Because that's how the tapestry of all that is, is constructed. It is beyond fathomable, fathomable, I can't say that word, in the scale. And then at the same time, it's microscopic. Yet it all exists here in this moment. Heaven, earth, hell. You decide what you want to explore, what you want to feed. It's your free will. And so as we go into this meditation on these holy days for many, and I do want to shout out all faiths, I, uh, I, We'll talk in greater length in the future uh, about some of the miracles in those faiths because otherwise this is going to go on for the whole time. So we'll continue that on in the next um, weeks since we're in the season of holy holidays. And this is something that I shared last night in the full moon meditation. And that, and that is, spring is nature's offering to experience the divine, the resurrection, the rebirth, the renewal, the regeneration that is available to each and every one of us. And one doesn't need to be attached to the physical form to walk through those gateways with full awareness, a clear mind, an open heart, no fear, no judgment, no envy, no grasping. Because the divine doesn't even have any of that there it doesn't exist 
yet it does. Because all things are available in every moment. It's just how you choose to have a relationship with it. So with that being said, I welcome you to come up into an upright seated position. We're going to go through this meditation and then sound, and then I'll meet you on the other side, literally and figuratively. Take a nice, gentle breath in. And then exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. And then just gently lower your gaze to a focal point down in front of you especially if your mind tends to be busy. And also use your breath as your focal point, as your mantra. If you're a seasoned meditator, well-practiced, feel free to close your eyes or keep them open.
Taking a soft, gentle breath up into your heart center, gently breathing in and out. Again, inhale and exhale. Again, inhale and exhale. And then gently from there, welcoming you to gently move those fingers and toes coming up into an upright position, seated position. And then gently bringing the hands in front of the heart, taking another deep breath in and out. Again, inhale 
and exhale. Good. And then gently from there, welcoming each and every one of you to take a moment to express gratitude for yourself, all aspects of self, and for all things that you're grateful for. Maybe even stay here a little bit longer to take that time. And then if inspired, take a moment to explore your faith however it presents itself and ask yourself how you can deepen that faith with yourself. That's a very intimate process. And as you do that, I promise you it will awaken, it'll deepen. And we'll continue this conversation the miracles that exist within the divine. And in addition, I'll be announcing the opportunity to register for a course on the art of living and dying. And this is based on my Tibetan practices and my Tibetan gifts. And with some other aspects of my being. And before you leave your cushion, I welcome you to stay a little bit longer. I want to give a shout out to Random Rab, who's going to be coming up on a show in June. I want to give a special thanks to Dante Marino, amazing producer and artist. His links below in conjunction with Kadri Scott, who we're going to exit out. We had a auspicious and miraculous release of her song. And it can't be explained because it's not even possible, but it happened <laughs> of Shine. And I think you'll see how she and Dante uh, co-created in this single in a way that's quite magical. And may you take the wisdom of the words she sings and wrote as a reminder. You choose what you want to focus on. Shine on. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a gentle smile, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply 